What's up, Tomahawk? It's your boy, Andrew Hawkins, joined by Joe Thomas of the world-famous Tomahawk Show. And we are coming at you live from Radio Row in Super Bowl 54. You like what I did there? I like it. I like it. We had some incredible guests today, didn't we, Joe? Yeah, we laughed. We cried with MC Hammer as he learned he was the seventh greatest dancer of all time. We heard some other amazing stories from all those crazy guests. So check out these awesome stories and these great interviews live from Super Bowl 54 on Radio Row. Joe Hawk yourself. Welcome back to Radio Row. We got Joe Thomas, Andrew Hawkins, Tomahawk crew, and we are joined by the greatest quarterback in NFL history. The greatest wide receiver in NFL history. The greatest running back, DB, uh, kick returner, left tackle, punter, (laughs) Taysom Hill of the New Orleans Saints is here. Taysom, what's up, man? I'll tell you what, man. These stories continue to get better and better (laughs) as the days go on. I thought you were introducing Drew, you know, (laughs) talking about the, the greatest quarterback. Absolutely. So tell me about what you're doing with Tonal. Yeah, so Tono is a, a young company I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an in-home gym. So you have your personal trainer, you have artificial intelligence all inside a touchscreen monitor. But what really separates them is it's a it has weights inside with this magnet system. And so you can do everything you, you know, at a gym, you yeah. can do it right, right at home. That's I'm, amazing. I'm not much into fitness, as you guys can tell. Yeah, but, we can uh, tell. I, I meant to help, talk to you about that. did work out five days in a row two years ago <laughs> nice. when he got in shape. Nice. And he went from super fat dad bod to ridiculously ripped receiver and then back <laughs> again. Back. So yep. he could definitely use tonal. <laughs> yeah. and, and why would it work for a guy as lazy as Andrew? Well, I, I think the hardest part about working out is, you know, finding the right time. You have to make a production, right, where mm-hmm. you're going to the gym. And then you're, you're having to think about, okay, what, what workout am I going to do today? And Tono has all of that in home. So it doesn't take up a lot of your space, mounts right on your wall. It has weights inside the system, but then a personal trainer. The cool thing about it is with this AI system is you're always competing against yourself as well. So mm. it knows exactly when you struggled on the previous week. Right. It will change the weights for you based on the personal trainer that, that puts you through the workout. Joe Thomas battling against Joe Thomas is a guaranteed loss. <laughs> that's fine. The, the tonal seems versatile. <laughs> You're a versatile player. But we're going to talk about quarterback, right? Now, Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the NFL. It's no secret that his career is coming to a close, whether this year, next year, the year after that. For you, Taysom Hill, what should Saints fans feel great about that you can be a franchise quarterback? Well, it, it's, it's a good question. I, I think... Um, Man, I, I view myself as as a as a franchise guy, and I yeah. feel like I, I can play the position at, at a high level. And I know a lot of people look at it, and it's like, well, you know, what what have you done? You know, or there, there's not a lot to show for that. But as I look back at the last three years, I'm I'm at peace with what I did with the opportunities that yes. had been given to me. Yep. Um, and that's really what I come back to. And you know, as I look at free agency, it's trying to find. You know, the right opportunity for me, find the right staff that has the same vision that I have for myself. So what does a guy like Lamar Jackson and the success that he's had this year as a run first quarterback give you to say that I can do the same things that he did in my own system if New Orleans does give me the reins? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. You know, I I loved watching him in college and I followed his career closely in the NFL for for that same reason. You know, as I saw Lamar start to have success, 
I got excited, you know, because <laughs> it was like, man, you need one of these guys that, yeah. that are dual threat that, you know, with a staff that's willing to maybe tweak some offensive scheme for a guy like that and they have the success that they have, it's, it's great for me. And so as I look at what I can do, uh, you know, I, I view that a similar skill set to, to what Lamar's brought. And, and is that what you're looking forward to is you taking the reins over an offense and then catering it to what your skill set is and what you've shown? And yeah. versatility. Yeah, you know, as I look at the future, I, 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 that's the opportunity that I'm looking for. You know, is is to do that. And you know, frankly, I, I look at New Orleans and and Coach Payton, and he's one of the best to ever do it. Yes. He's not afraid to try new things. You know, and um, just see what happens. Prediction, not Super Bowl. Do you think Drew Brees is going to retire this year? Oh wow! Yeah, Let's you, get right great to question. it. You can't, you can't put me. You can't. Yeah, you can't d- put don't that be on the spot. There's All no right. cameras here. Nobody's watching this anyway. Uh, d- Nobody watches the Tomahawk show anyway. No, you can say look, whatever you I, want. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I personally, I hope, I hope he comes back and plays. Right. I, I think it's better for the NFL. I think that guy has a lot of gas in the tank. Mm-hmm. And as you look at what he did this this last year, man, 2019 was a special year for him. Yes. You know where. He had his highest QBR of his, of his career. You look at the last three years that we had in New Orleans, and we won a lot of football games of football. last three years, and, and there's no doubt in my mind that we can win a lot more. A lot of football games, something me and Joe Thomas did not win together in Cleveland. <laughs> Taysom, we appreciate you joining us here on the Tomahawk set, man. Thanks for having me, guys. We are now joined by the best running back in NFL history, James Sweet Feet White of the New England Patriots is on the set. What's up, man? What's going on? How y'all doing? Good, man. All right, so you've won three Super Bowls. You've played in four. You've only been in the league six years. Uh, what is it like being here during Super Bowl week but not preparing for a game? Because you don't know much about it. <laughs> Joe is an expert. Right. Right. Tell you all about it. I know so. all about not being in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. It's definitely a little different, honestly. Um, like I said this year didn't go the way we wanted it to. Um, just weren't be able to. We weren't able to finish strong, and I said hopefully next year we can get it back together. But it's definitely a different feeling. Uh, just got to get back to work next year. Is, is it weird? Because you guys had a great season, right? So is it weird looking on a season like that? and still feeling disappointment and even hearing that chatter when you were very much still in the fight. Yeah, we were we were right there. We just didn't make enough plays to win the game versus Tennessee. Uh, Got to give credit to them. They played tough all year long. Derrick Henry was tough to stop. Um, I said, we, we still had a good season, just weren't able to win that playoff game. So I said, got to get back to the drawing board. Uh, how difficult was it for you guys this season to block out the outside noise about Brady's future? Because it seems like in the NFL world, that's been the topic of conversation almost the entire season. Obviously, the question marks about, you know, is is Brady still the same player he was a few years ago? Why aren't they as productive they he's been on offense? And then what's he going to do? He's going to be a free agent for the first time in his career. So how hard was that for you guys to block that noise out? It's not too hard. Uh, I mean, honestly, there's every year there's almost something that comes up that's yeah. trying to distract us, kind of get us off track. So we just kind of lock in, pay attention to the task that week, whatever the opponent was, and try and go out there and play our best football. Um, it's not too difficult. Yeah, I mean, so we were teammates. I mean, I'm a legend. In, in, <laughs> yeah, in the you don't remember it. Organization. I remember, I remember that's all anybody talking room. about. So I have a, a question for you as a as a They as never a actually gave you a jersey, right? Huh? You, you just had the a like number. The they didn't actually show your name on the back by the time you quit. We'll talk about that in a second. But I got a question for James. Can you decipher this Tom Brady tweet? Because the entire world is trying to figure out what it means. We don't even really know if that is Tom. I feel like you would have. Is that Tom? 
Is that, that's his cardboard cut. That might be Brian Hoyer. Now that I'm looking. <laughs> it's actually Hoyer in Tom Brady's uh, you have Inspector any idea Gadget jacket. I have no idea. I can't tell whether he's walking in a stadium or out of the stadium. That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like a magic eye thing. And then right what there. stadium is it? I yeah. guess it's, it's Gillette. Huh? Yeah, it has to be Gillette, right? Okay. No, that's a, that's a great question, though, because Tom Brady said he feels <laughs> like he still has something to prove. Now, I haven't won six Super Bowls, nor have you, so I guess we're all losers compared to Tom Brady. But what could you possibly still have to prove as you're, if you're Tom Brady? I mean, he's just the ultimate competitor. Um, I mean, I'm sure he hears the noise about people saying that he doesn't look the same, all things of that nature, mm-hmm. but he's, he still has everything you need in an NFL quarterback, and he can more than get the job done. So I think the drive that's in him, he just wants to go out there and keep competing. Yeah, I still think he's definitely got the talent, but – my perspective on that is he's saying he needs to prove that he can win without Belichick. Your take. Honestly, I have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Man, you I guys have, are too well trained. I have, I have, have no, no insight. Belichick's not in the building. You can say whatever you want. He he watch the show. Come on. Listen, I've been in that building. He knows what he's doing. Uh, James, they don't believe me. Joe does it that I play for the Patriots. Please tell him that I was really there. He was there. He was there. I remember that quickness. He was out there shaking people. Wish he would have stayed a little bit Do you longer, remember man. when that safety hit him and erased him from the field in OTAs and then he quit the next day? Everybody I do remember that. that. James, I do, I do remember right, that. Super Bowl week, quickly. Charge or not charge? Now I'm talking about Philip <laughs> Rivers. The Chargers. And where the, Brady's Tom going. Brady at the Chargers. We already Chiefs. know that you just said Who you that. got? It's tough. I feel like I can go either way. But I think the Chiefs are going to take him down by like seven or less. Such a mixed bag yeah, with yeah, everybody. It's, it's tough because – Two good offenses, and the Chiefs defense has been getting better each and every week, and they're getting better at the right time. So it'll be very interesting, man. It'll right, be a good well, game. You heard it here. James Sweetfeet, <laughs> the connoisseur of Super Bowl wins, says the Chiefs are going to win. Appreciate it, James. We're lucky enough now to be joined by actually the best tight end in NFL history, Antonio Gates. Thanks for sitting down with the Tomahawk crew, man. Man, I'm glad to be here, man. It's so good to have you. Road to Canton, hashtag Road to Canton is a brand that you're working with right now. What can you tell us about Road to Canton? Uh, I think it starts the minute you say you retire and you can't play anymore. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's a hard thing to say, right? I'm really saying something that I really don't want to say that I can't play anymore. So (laughs) I think that's when the Road to Canton starts for me. (laughs) I mean, for all of us sitting right here, we Mm -hmm. had to go through that decision-making process, deciding when it was time to step away from the game. What was that process like for you, and what Mm -hmm. ultimately led to your decision to step away and retire? Well, it was always hard, man. Uh, I think the past couple of years, uh, I was always, that grace period training camp, that summer, uh, I was always in a dilemma whether or not I want to go back and play. Uh, you know, do I want to stay at home? Uh, I think now, I think I'm at peace. Mm-hmm. I think once you finally say you're done, uh, a little bit of it is even more ego because you don't want I, I still can go get open Joe you know what I'm saying <laughs> but I think, never change. yeah so it's more of an ego while you keep going but I think at the end of the day once you make the announcement you retire you're just so at peace yeah and you're looking forward to your next chapter in life so I mean it's awesome to have this much football up here we have 33 years of NFL football between us. Six of those are mine. We have 18 Pro Bowls up here. Eight of those are Joe's. When you're looking at your football career, what highlights? You (laughs) you see that? Nice. What highlights stick out to you, both on and off the field? I I think I I got a multitude of them, but I think uh, the first one I can think of is in Cleveland, 2004. Uh, we won a lot our, of people have yeah. highlights during yeah. the yeah. 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 Oh, it was a good surprise. Yeah. 100 yard yeah. touchdown yeah. Right, right but I think it was you know when we won our first AFC West championship in 2004 and I think that was the start of our you know 
wouldn't call it a dynasty, but of our prediction of a dynasty. You know what I'm saying? Right. We was always predicted to win yep. the Super Bowl, right. and we would always win the AFC West, but not quite win the Super Bowl. And I think it started from there, stemmed from there, and then obviously I had multiple individual ones. But that joy of winning the AFC West for the first time, it felt like it would continue to happen. And I don't think I embraced it the way I probably should have. I was so young. Uh, but I think it started from that with the guys that we had, and I've learned how to be uh, part of something special. You and Philip Rivers were the cornerstones of that dynasty. Mm-hmm. You've just recently retired. Philip Rivers, future mm-hmm. unknown. Yeah. What do you think about the reports that he's done as a Charger? Well, I, you know, I don't know if he um, is done, but I do know um, that whatever he decides to do, uh, I wish him nothing but the best. And I think uh, everybody have their own things and, and dilemmas that they go through, personal. Um, I think I wish him nothing but the best. I wish nothing but the best for the organization. And if that means that they disconnect, that they, that means that they connect in some kind of way, who knows? But I know whoever gets Phillip Rivers, and if that's, that's even if he goes and play for another team, they're going to get one heck of a quarterback. It's, it's funny you talked about uh, one of your highlight careers from your, from your highlights from your career in Cleveland. One of me and Joe's highlights is literally winning a game in 2016 to avoid going 0-16 yes. in a season against the Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? right? Literally. But, okay, so we're talking about big games. Obviously, the biggest game of them yeah. all is this weekend. Who do you got winning? Are you 49ers mm-hmm. or are you Chiefs? Yeah, I, I um, I, I'm going to say this from an analytical standpoint because I, I got friends on both sides. Right, I, right. I, like to, I know the recipe for winning a championship is defense and running the football. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to say that, right? Right? Yep. We're all offensive yep. guys. Yeah. Up here. We don't have I to know, buy but that's that. what I'm saying. But that's what we're supposed to say. But I'm going to say that this speed that the Chiefs have offensively, I hadn't seen nothing like it. And, mm. you know, even when we were rolling, I've seen even the, the Peyton Manning, this speed that got when you can literally take a guy out and won't miss a beat. That's amazing. That's, yep. that's, that's the depth. Yep. You know what I mean? From the running back position to the receiver position. It's just, I, I just can't see the 49ers matching up with him. You got a score? Uh, you know, Mahomes is so deadly, in my opinion. He's, he's right now the best, you know, one of the best players, if not the best player in the, in the National Football League. Uh, I think they put up 31 points. Mm. Uh, you know, I, I do. I, like I don't it. see. I like it. I like yeah. it. Well, Antonio, thanks for joining us thanks, here man. on the Tomahawk Thank Crew, yeah. live from Radio yeah. Row. The greatest music artist in the history of music in planet Earth, MC Hammer, joins the Tomahawk crew. How you doing How today? How you doing? Good to see you. Good I'm, to see you. Likewise. So yeah. you're here with Cheetos. Tell us about what you got going with Cheetos. Well, we got a Super Bowl commercial. It's a lot of fun. We put a couple teasers out already. Uh, you know, Cheetos is, some, is, is a brand that's been around forever. And what they've done now is made Cheetos popcorn. Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah, Cheetos popcorn. Nice. So, uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun. The commercial will leave a smile on your face. The the Super Bowl commercials are always the highlight for everybody. So even if you're not a football fan, you can tune in and enjoy those commercials. If you think back to all the Super Bowls, what's your favorite Super Bowl commercial of all time? Oh my, I got I got to really think about it. It's been some really good commercials over oh, the yeah. years. Um, any that stick out, you're like, oh, I remember that. That was a good one. I remember that one. Like the first time GoDaddy was on, they they, they definitely some, pushed Daddy, the they, line. They, I'm not sure it was my favorite, but they were like right at that line that you're not going to ever forget those and commercials. And if it was your favorite, you're not going to say it. So, uh, <laughs> but they, Also they a good were, point. <laughs> they were great, great commercials. I don't know. i tell you, I tell you one right now that's going to be very interesting, though. Uh, a sentimental commercial with, with uh, 
Josh Jacobs oh, coming okay. up. Nice. Okay. It's going to be a nice commercial. All right, well, I'm looking forward to the Cheetos one myself. I feel like you probably get asked every year to do a Super Bowl commercial. Not every not year. Not every year. Not every year. But you don't have to be humble like me. Not every year. Not every year. But I've done a couple. <laughs> so how many Super Bowl weeks have you come to? Give me a ballpark number. Well, I mean, I've, I've come to somewhere between 15 or 20 Super Bowls. Wow. Over wow. the years. I wow. always come to the Super Bowl. Wow, yeah. You know, so, but I haven't been in that as many commercials, but I've been in a few commercials. That's 15 to 20 more Super Bowls than Joe has been to. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's I mean, it. Yeah, but I mean, come on, I, you know, <laughs> I got a few years on me. But uh, J-Lo and Shakira, they're doing the halftime show this year. You've uh -huh. said you've been to a ton of Super Bowls. Yes, sir. What's the most memorable Super Bowl halftime show that you've seen? Uh, it, it didn't even take long. Michael Jackson. Mm. Me too. I was Michael, just Michael say, Jackson. Same in, thing, my man. Incredible. Uh, and then also uh, Prince. Incredible. Mm. Incredible. Mm. So, BET named you the number seven best dancer of all time. Somebody must have been sick that day. Six. I was going to say. So what is, what is the right number? Let's fix it right now on the Tomahawk set. What, what I'm you're number one is, on our set. Yeah, well, number one. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the ranking? Uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. It, it, yeah, you, it, it, it's, it's not six people uh, that ever been in the music business as a lead, you know, like the singer, the artist. Yep. Outdance me. No. no. It's not even. It, it's, I had that to preaching to the choir so, here, man. What, what, what that was was just current marketing, like whoever hot right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right yeah. now but marketing. you ain't going to say, it can outdance me. in the system. It's not so, going to happen. That's, that's a good thing. So, what do you think of this current generation of, of music and hip hop? Like, from one of the OGs, uh, the pioneers of the genre? Like, what are uh, your thoughts? Well, first of all, I want, I want to put a uh, qualify on the last statement. <laughs> James Brown, Michael Jackson. I'm always give them the top two slots. Okay, okay. that's so, fair enough. Rest in okay, peace love that. After that, Three. hammer time. Hammer now, time. <laughs> um, so uh, hammer time. You heard it. The, time the, time. The, the current, the current artists. Um, I think that you have to always allow the current generation to put their own lens on their creativity. So the music they make, it, it, they resonate with their generation. So you yeah. can't. So I love the creativity. You got a whole, you got everybody from Lil, Lil Nas X all the way to, you can put a name in the slot, to yep. Future, to, to whoever it is, to Drake, to, and, and as a matter of fact, Drake been around 10 years now. That's so crazy. It's, it's even younger artists now that have a different twist on the music, and I appreciate everybody's lens. Was, was there anybody in, in this younger generation that you see a little bit of yourself in how they go about things or their, you know, the way they are attacking their music careers? Well, no, mine is different, though, because mine, like... Mine required you to be in top condition. Yeah. And, and, and right now, you know, a lot of music just made is all is different, man. It, it's, it's more about take this pill and relax. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So right. mine was the, the opposite. opposite. Okay. Mine was opposite. Let's go out and run six miles. Let's go hit the gym. Let's go meet with the band. Let's do rehearsals. Let's get this great show together. Let's get our lung capacity, our win up. And now let's do our show. It's, Today is different. It's like an but, athlete. Yeah, like an athlete. I, that, that's why I hung out with mostly a athletes mm. over the years. Um, but yeah, no, 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 no. But I got an appreciation for people wanting to relax. Music is meant to allow you to escape. Escapism and music take you somewhere else. So I appreciate everybody. But no, I don't see myself because it takes a deeper requirement, commitment yep. to your to, to your self health and physical health. You're a Bay Area guy, NFL fan. You said you used to hang out with a lot of the athletes. What do you think about the Oakland Raiders leaving and going to Vegas? What do I think about the Raiders leaving? Um, I would, my preference is that they have stayed in Oakland. But mm -hmm. if they had to leave, 
What better place to go than Las Vegas, man? Eight times a year. Hey, baby, I'm sorry. But that, you know, right there you are. I've been Raider Nation all my life, and now I get to go to Vegas eight times a year. So here's the plan. On Thursdays, all my strategic business partners, I get them tickets to all the great shows. Go see Janet Jackson. Go see this one. Go see that one. On Friday, I get you some more tickets to the, the mm. different uh, uh, clubs that are happening. On Saturday, I get you at the pool parties. On Sunday, you come uh. to my suite. My lawyer is in the left-hand corner. By the end of the game, sign that new deal. Man, I am with MC Hammer. Come Las Vegas Raiders. Simple as that. All right, Simple. Super Bowl. 49ers, Chiefs, I need your pick. Bay Area guy, you going with the Niners? It ain't that complicated. Don't build it on just on geographical lift, uh, okay. location. Okay. Minimize it. Defense <laughs> win championships. Mm. A football man, too. I like he knows what he's talking so about. The Niners' defense will make the difference in the game. All right, you heard it here first. MC Hammer says Niner, the Niners Niner game. will win. Thank you for joining us here on the Tomahawk Center. Appreciate you, appreciate you. The greatest tight end in NFL history, certainly the greatest guest in Tomahawk Show history, Kyle Rudolph, tight end, Minnesota Vikings. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Fourth I appearance. appreciate it. Yeah, fourth time Tomahawk crew. snuck on here. That's the most ever for me and Joe, so we're going to give you a ring when we get out of here. Might not be the yeah. ring you were looking for this week. But. <laughs> not what I had in mind but when I was thinking Super Bowl in Miami. But. Some award you might be going home with this weekend, the NFL Man of the Year, the Walter Payton Award, mm -hmm. one of the best honors that yes. any football player can ever receive, right up there in my opinion with Hall of Fame, All-Pro, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it matches what you do as a person off the field, your impact in the community, mm -hmm. with also, also your impact in the locker room with your teammates and on the field. It's an unbelievable honor just being nominated. You know, for the third year in a row, I get to represent the Minnesota Vikings as our nominee. And it means so much to me to be nominated because of the other men I'm nominated with but also the men that I represent. You know, back in Minnesota, we have so many guys that do things the right way, that are doing unbelievable work in our community. Um, you know, it starts from our ownership on down. You know, those guys have really set a great example for us on how to serve our community, how to make our community better. And now what Nationwide is doing, bringing all 30 nominees to the Super Bowl, elevating the platform of each person, it's really incredible. So you're doing some amazing stuff in the community in Minnesota, impacting lives. Uh, some not so amazing stuff that you may have done on the field from Saints fans' perspective. What happened on that last play of the playoff game against the Saints? Did you or did you not wow. push off? Softball for you. Yeah, no, that's easy because because of the Saints, that play is reviewable. Yeah. So there you have it. It's a scoring play which is reviewed. And if there was a push-off, it would have been would called. Have called that touchdown back. So right? there you go, Saints fans. Uh, you heard it right here. It's official. Judge, yeah. jury, and executioner, you lost. Just deal with it. Yes, the uh, arbitrator, Cal Rudolph, says <laughs> it was not, in fact, yeah. a push-off. All right, last time you were on our show, we told you about a nickname for your quarterback, yes. Kirk Cousins, Kid Cuzzy. You mm -hmm. said you were a hard pass yeah. because he wasn't cool enough for it. Have you changed your stance on that? Dad Cuzzy. Dad Cuzzy? Yeah. Okay, that's Or Cuzzy Dad. Like, Cuzzy Dad. Yeah, we can swag it up a little bit. Okay, we'll swag it up. So tell me about Kirk Cousins. Man, the season he had mm -hmm. playing with him, he had a, yeah. a lot of questions coming into the year, but down the stretch, mm -hmm. he performed well. He played awesome, and, and I was so happy for Kirk just because in our league, quarterbacks get way too much credit when you win and they take way too much blame when you lose there's right. 10 other guys on offense that have to go out there and have to play well for us to win games and then you have two other phases of football that contribute each and every week to wins and losses and 
Um, until we went on the road and won a big game against a team that was good, we were going to hear it each and every week. Kirk can't win the big game. Kirk can't win the big game. And it just each and every week, I'm like, man, this is so unfair. Like, we got to go win a game. And then we go down to Dallas against, you know, a good football team, went on the road, got out to Seattle. Kirk plays phenomenal the whole game on Monday Night Football. Uh, you know, weren't able to get it done. But, again, it's just there's so many other guys that play into that. It's not just one person. Absolutely. So I gave a South Beach survival tip being down here. You got to set an alarm on when to do your Irish exit and leave the clubs, right? Yes. Last time you were on the Tomahawk Show, you gave us a great life hack, how you have your wife call up and pretend she's your manager <laughs> to get you into the restaurants with the hard reservations. Do you have any big parties that you're going to have your wife call down here to get you on those lists? We, we did it for dinner tonight. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. I love it. Um, He's continuing the genius. So, you know, obviously it's Super Bowl week yeah, in, in Miami. It's, it's tough to get a reservation. And uh, she pulled some strings. She got us a reservation like two blocks from the hotel. And, you know, <laughs> I, I can't wait. I, I'm I'm doing the intermittent fasting. So oh. it's like. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, another believer. Yeah. More yeah. So you eat as many cheeseburgers as you possibly can because I'm doing that too. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we got it. I'm done at 9 p.m. Like, I need to get that dinner in. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Let's go game prediction yes. before you guys start wigging out on diets. Um, <laughs> Chiefs, 49ers, who wins the game? I'm going with the Chiefs. Mm. And I'm going with the Chiefs. Is that unbiased? No, I play both of them. Okay. We play right. both of them this year. Uh, a, we, played, we played the Chiefs without Patrick. Um, mm. I think just his style, you know, the 49ers' biggest strength is their pass rush. And I feel like he can buy enough time with his creativity in the pocket. And he almost wants you to rush. Like, come get me because I'm just going to escape and then we're going to make something happen. I'm going to turn it into recess. Uh, so I, that, that's the, the kind of chess game that I'm looking forward to seeing. Mm -hmm. How does that rush contain Patrick? Because you can get after him, and if he gets out, it's over. Done deal. It's done. Kyle, thanks for joining us here on the Tomahawk set live from Radio Row. Thanks. It all comes down to this. Super Bowl 54. Who's going to be hoisting that trophy and spraying champagne when it's all said and done? We've got the Chiefs and the Niners, one of the greatest matchups in NFL Super Bowl history, the greatest rushing team in the NFL with the San Francisco 49ers, and the best passing team in the NFL with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I got the Chiefs 35 31 over the Niners. Well, Joe, you're usually wrong, but whoever does win, their season will end on a winning note, and yours can too. This is your last chance to play fantasy football till next season with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Draft your single-game showdown lineup and feel the sweat like never before. It's simple. Just draft six players from Super Bowl 54. Stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Plus, new users who sign up today on DraftKings using code Tomahawk will receive a free shot at the $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the sweat of watching the game quite like having a free shot at a million-dollar payday. Get in on the Super Bowl 54 action. Download the DraftKings app now and enter code Tomahawk during sign-up. That's T-H-O-M-A-H-A-W-K for a limited time. All new users will get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit. That's code Tomahawk and get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. We are joined by the best linebacker in NFL history, Ooh. Devin Bush. Big one. Devin, how much of a benefit to you was it to have your dad there mentoring you through this entire process of your football career. Yeah, man, it's everything. I think that's that's the biggest reason why I'm, I am who I am today. 
Uh, man, that guy there, he just, he pushed me in every aspect of my life, man. He just always kept me on, on point and always wanted better for me. And, and, you know, that just made me more hungry for, for success and opportunities. Mm. All right, let's cut to the quick. You versus your dad, who was the tougher football player? Me, of course. Oh, um, yeah, why? I'm just, I mean, I'm a lot more agile. My hand's oh. better. He may be a little bit faster, but he plays safety. I'm bigger than him, so. So you're stronger, you're yeah, faster. Yeah, he just. So he, at what point in your life? Could you kick your dad's butt? Because there was always a point that every kid remembers, like, at that point. Or has that point happened I remember. Uh, I, I could finally take my dad. Turmoil, but. I, I could take him right now because he out of shape. Mm. <laughs> oh, but dad, like, you hear but, that? Yeah, out of shape. Out of shape. Get in the weight room. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, growing up, I, I, I didn't have a chance with him because he was just, you know, yeah. super freak. I don't want to just <laughs> gloss over the fact that you're wearing them shades right now. Yeah. And just what shades? I can't see them. our entire set right now and just making us feel minuscule. Who, who makes those shades? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I, don't I told know. you, yeah, it's a, it's a long His story. His stylist bought him. I've never yeah, even yeah. seen $10,000, that's all he knows. <laughs> all right, has your dad ever telling you, told you any stories about him playing in the Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, man, he told me that was like the best, best feeling in the world. Like he said, to be a world champ, man, he said, you can't replicate that feeling in any way possible. I, I mean, for you, is that... That has to be the goal. Grade your rookie yeah. year and tell me what your goals are going uh, forward. If I had to grade my rookie year, I'd probably get myself probably like a, a B minus. Okay, Probably tough grade. Make it to the play the playoffs and a couple of things I wanted to do and I, you know as, as a team as a team man we just ain't was in the playoffs. That's probably why I give myself that grade. So, but, so you give yourself a B minus. Give myself a B minus. Where is the one area you're looking to improve on this offseason? Um, man, I really want to get better with just my communication skills and, and being able to talk to all over the field and, and the coverage as well. Um, and better blitzer. Just work more on blitzing. Yep, and getting healthy. How's the, how's the recovery coming? Good. Uh, man, I actually got time now. Yeah. I got, yeah, I got time to myself. So I, recovery is, is going good. So I'm a big fan of the look. I got to be honest. And I need a stylist myself, but yeah. I don't have a I've lot of hair on top anymore. So yeah. I've been thinking about growing the hair out the back. When I was in second grade, my friends, they made fun of me because I had what at the time was called a rat tail. Uh -huh. Now, I'm sure you're not calling the hairstyle the same thing that <laughs> yes, I was sir. being teased about. What do you call the hairstyle? And do you think it would look good yeah. on me? Yeah. Uh, credit to Vince Williams. I give it credit when credit is due. Uh, okay. Shout pony, out to Vince. Pony fade. Pony, pony fade. fade. I yes, like it. Yes, sir. I'm writing so that down. So all that you down. bullies from second grade, it was not a rat tail. <laughs> I was wearing the pony fade. Rocking the pony. I was just a little ahead of the fashion that's curve. It. Hashtag that's team it. early. Before your time, that's all. I was, I was just before yeah. my time. Most pioneers you know, all. Great are. Ones yeah, are like that. That. <laughs> all right, we have a big game this week. We got the Chiefs taking on the 49ers in Super Bowl 54. Who you got? 49ers. 49ers. Yep. Defense wins championship. Exactly. All right, you heard it here first. Devin Bush said the 49ers are going to win. Thank you for joining us here on the Tomahawk set, yeah, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. Now, last night, Joe and I had an incredible dinner on a yacht, my first time on a boat, but that's what you do when you're in Miami. I ended up going home because I'm a hard worker and I had things to do. Joe, <laughs> not nearly of a hard worker as I am, much of a slacker. What did you do after you left the boat? Yeah, the good friends at Phantom Fireworks, you know, it, it, it introduced us to the finer side of life on their mega yacht, being big fans of the Tomahawk Show like they are. But uh, what you were saying was that you're a hard worker, which is not actually true. It's the fact that you're not cool. You're a nerd, but not in a good nerd way like <laughs> Russell Wilson was a nerd. You're just the nerd that doesn't get invited to any of the cool parties that okay. I get invited to. So. We put Andrew in bed early, and then I got to experience South Beach for the first time in my life. With let me tell you, that's a different well, side of life than I've ever go? seen before. So uh, we actually went to the Fountain Blue, which is 
a yep. different scene altogether, and then their nightclub live, which I think you've had a few memorable moments I've inside. I've been to Club Live, and, and this is Super Bowl 54, Super Bowl Live, so it makes sense. How was your experience? It, it was amazing, and I'll tell you what, the discipline of the Tomahawk show, it carries over in all aspects of life because I knew I had to get in bed because we had a big day coming up, right? Tons of guests. The the, the job that we did yesterday apparently made it its way around Radio Row because our guest list doubled overnight, so I knew I had to get in bed, so I set my alarm. 1 a.m. When that alarm went off in my pocket, I was was leaving. It didn't matter if I was in the middle of a conversation. I was out the door. He was out the and door. you know what? Okay. My alarm went off at 1 a.m. I was in the middle of a conversation. I put my drink down and I walked right out the door like a disciplined Tomahawk True member. Discipline. Now, I, what I'm getting ready for is besides the, the incredible interviews we have here on Radio Row, Saturday I will be hosting the red carpets for the NFL Honors. All right. So that's something I'm getting ready for. I know you have a Sunday show. So lastly, let's talk a little bit about the game. Give me one key for the 49ers to win this football game. Yeah, it's all going to be about that pass rush, that defensive line. That's how you stop the Chiefs passing game. They got those burners on the outside. They've got Travis Kelsey, great tight end in the middle, a great screen game. So three levels. In order to stop that, you got to get pass rush. You got to be able to affect Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go on the Chiefs side. I'm going to say the DBs for the Chiefs need to tackle. This is an incredible run game for the 49ers, and they script plays for touchdowns. So if the defensive backs can't get involved in the running game, it's going to be a long game for Kansas City. That's it for us for Radio Row. Appreciate you. We have a bunch of interviews, star-studded guests still coming up. Live from Radio Row, South Beach. We're back today. Day two on Radio Row. Myself, mm. Joe Thomas. My humble co-host, Andrew Hawkins. And with us right now, the greatest celebrity chef of all time. Wow. Yes. Wow. Right wow. Here. H Live and in person. H-O-F. Yeah, absolutely. H -O -F. All right. Can we get a gold jacket out okay. here? Yeah, we, we, I think I'll we have one it. in the back. Yeah, we we'll can get just it bring later. it out right now. Now's the time. Cool. I'll take right it. Here. So, well, production's working on it. Yeah, so, so you're here uh, with Taste of the NFL, which yeah. is an event that I've been to a number of times, yeah. being a former really fat guy, now just a moderately <laughs> fat guy. I love to eat. I always love the Taste of the NFL events because yeah. you could go there, and if you're a travel eater like me, like my favorite part of travel, Travel is experiencing the different dishes. Yep. You go to an event like that, and you actually get to taste what they do best or kind of what they want to bring from each NFL city. Pretty cool event. It's a super cool event, and, you know, it's a, a, a heritage event, right? Started mm -hmm. 29 years ago, the first Super Bowl that we had in Minnesota, founded by a social justice advocate in Minnesota, Wayne Kostrowski, who's won the James Beard Humanitarian Award mm. uh, for his, uh, his work uh, combating hunger. Um, and it takes place the night before the Super Bowl, uh, every single year since then. Uh, so this is our 29th. We, you know, we have the greatest chefs in the country, individual food stations for all NFL cities, Hall of Famers from that team, active players, retired players, lots of celebrities, lots of giveaways, incredible prizes, uh, four or 5,000 people every year. We raise millions of dollars to fight hunger relief in NFL cities. Um, and a lot of people say, well, why do you need to be that specific? And, and it's, it's kind of like, you know, tossing money into a giant bucket that has holes in it, fighting hunger security issues. Right. We really haven't caught up. But as a board member now in my sixth year with Taste the NFL, I think our model is really special because if we target a smaller footprint, just the 32 NFL cities, and be really directed about it, we can 
affect more change to fight food insecurity. So it's a party with a purpose, and it's a great party. It really, it, it really truly is. And it's become one of the signature events of Super Bowl weekend. I definitely walked away in Minnesota at that event a little bit over full, which I imagine <laughs> most people that leave, they've it been overserved in drink <laughs> and but, food. But see, it was very important then because that was my uh, hometown oh, Super yes, Bowl. Absolutely. And I was on the host committee, and uh, we there was a special pride in knowing we were filling people yeah, up. Was definitely because cool. it was cold outside. Yes, right. You right. don't right. want to eat light yes. when you're going out into zero Absolutely. degrees. So my question, and, and, and Joe is a huge foodie, as you can tell. I, I'm yeah. a big foodie. He's a big we haven't foodie. gotten into now that yet, a lot of I, I love shopping. to try to eat. <laughs> he, he tries to make me feel bad because I can't cook. I can't even make <laughs> right. cereal. But that yeah. was um, me two years ago. That's why I'm trying to bring you to the good side. Like, opening up the world of cooking I get so it, awesome. but now I don't really. We had Martha Stewart here yesterday. I realized yep. Joe is not as good a cook as he's been letting on. Oh, really? Now I have you here. Because Martha got down to it. She was like, he embarrassed me. Let's just put it there. He embarrassed me in front of Martha Stewart. Okay. My question to you is what is the perfect way to cook a tomahawk steak? Perfect way? Perfect Perfect way. way. Reverse sear. And here's why. When you're spending that much money on a piece of beef, Mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do is ruin it by doing the hard sear and rest methodology because there's too much room for error. And here's why. Mm. When you spend all that money on a piece of beef and you cook it and it's perfect, right? Most people just cut into it right away and all of the fat and all those juices run out on the cutting board and you've taken a $100 piece of meat and you've made it grainy, Mm. right? And we've all experienced that. When you reverse sear, cook it low and slow, indirect heat, 15, 20 minutes on the side, let it just gently come to medium rare, then hard sear it for 60 seconds on the Mm. side. You don't need to let it rest and it's juicy and tender 99% 99% of the time, less chance for what I call operator error, oh. right? And when it comes to cooking something that requires nothing more than salt and pepper, when it's an expensive luxury item, you know, I, I just say go the easiest route possible. So Easy the big route. argument that we were having with Martha is sous vide cheating or just the perfect method? Because I told her my method, Tomahawk Steak, it's our, it's our podcast, the Tomahawk yep. Show, so we cook Tomahawk yep. Steaks for Thanksgiving. Yep. I said sous vide, six hours, 145, a little higher temp, you marbleize the fat, then finish with a blowtorch. The and Martha looked at thing. me like I had just, uh, no. you know, I, I, I will said go, some very awful known, things on I've her. Known, I've known this woman since I was in high school. Okay, Martha Stewart is, I mean, I'm lucky enough to call her a friend of mine. And I hate to say it, but Martha's wrong. Martha is wrong. Here's why. You heard it here. Martha Stewart, you are wrong. Here's why. Because like the reverse sear, sous vide, which is just another technique. A lot of people, and Martha has said this before, has said that sous vide, which is cooking in a vacuum bag in water at a very low temperature, depersonalizes cooking. I disagree. I think if you, it's just like a Dutch oven. If you're braising pot roast, you put a lid on it and you slide it in the oven. It's the same thing as dropping it in a bag in boiling water. The results when you cook sous vide are scientifically almost perfect every single time. Now, I'm not a blowtorch guy. What I do is I do the same methodology as you do. I then refrigerate or leave at room temperature for an hour and then hard sear 60 seconds on each side because I get a better crust hard searing than I do with the blowtorch. Even if I've, do you have a sears all? I do. (laughs) Just like that. I also have a blowtorch that's made for fixing driveways. That's what I use on my steaks. It's uh, finally giving Joe back his credibility <laughs> for the perfect Super Bowl here. tomahawk steak. They're going to wing out for hours. So, Andrew, we appreciate you joining us. we got to kick you. it back. No They're going to literally talk steak for the next two hours. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the greatest eagle in Philadelphia Eagles history, history right here. We've got Malcolm Jenkins talking about nationwide 
Walter Payton, Man of the Year, thanks for being with us. Uh, no problem. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is my third time being up for Walter Payton, Man of the Year. Um, it's a huge honor. You know, one, just to be under the namesake of Walter Payton and what he meant not only to this league but just this country. Um, Nationwide has done a great job of really just amplifying what that means. And, and I think this award is like the highest esteem you can get as an individual player in our league. Um, and so to be amongst 32 other guys that, you know, do amazing things around the country, that's a huge honor, not only for me, but everybody who supports my foundation, who uh, volunteers, who donates, all of those things. Uh, it's just, you know, it's fun to be represented. Now, you've been very vocal and transparent about your contract situation <laughs> with the Eagles. You want a new deal, yeah. right? So do you think you'll be back in Philadelphia next year? Uh, that, that is totally out of my control. Uh, I think... You know, what I've done is I've been a team player in everything I can do. You know, even this past year with no guarantees and no, you know, security in my future, I came back to be there with my teammates and, and really give them everything I had, play special teams, play every snap, never miss the game as an eagle. Um, and everything's been silent up until this point. And so for me, you know, I, I know wherever it is, I'll be happy and, I, and I'll be good. Um, I love Philadelphia. So you have it's, not heard from Philadelphia? Home. I haven't. And it's, you know, it's my home. I'll live there even if I end up somewhere else. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, this business is a business. And I know I'm on the back half of my career. And then, you know, there's things you got to do for your families to provide and all that stuff. So, you know, I'll just let the cards fall where they may. But I love Philadelphia. I love that organization. I got a lot of respect for Jeffrey Lurie uh, as an owner of that team and, and obviously love my teammates. Yeah, obviously being a veteran leader in that locker room, what do you think that you bring to that Eagles locker room, especially on the defensive side, that they cannot go without? They can't replace can't replace it. Well, I think that the, the biggest thing, if, if you watch, especially the last two years, has just been we've had a ton of injuries. And versatility has been, you know, at a premium for us, not only for me, but a lot of the guys in the secondary, we're forcing to learn multiple positions. And I think when you, there are only a couple guys in our defense that can do that. And when you start to lose some of them, when you have injuries, you feel it a lot more. Um, and so, you know, I've played everything in our defense from corner to strong, free, mm -hmm. nickel, Sam, Mike, mm -hmm. Will, like literally. <laughs> <laughs> and it's uh, you know it's it's just one of those things that I enjoy that I have to take a lot of pride in it. I don't I don't I don't think that's why I deserve anything else. But um, you know I do think that's what allows our defense to be what it is, and and it's a huge part of what we do. All right, well, Malcolm, we appreciate you joining us here on the Tomahawk set at Radio Row and Super Bowl Fifty Four, brother. Appreciate you guys. Tomahawk crew sitting down on Radio Row with the greatest running back in Wisconsin Badger history. Rondane, I hope you're not watching at home <laughs> because you were pretty good too. Jonathan Taylor, Wisconsin Badgers running back, foregoing your senior season going into the draft. Thanks for sitting down with us, my friend. No, thank you. I appreciate you guys taking the time. So how has the combine prep process been for you so far? The combine prep has been very rigorous. I think that's the biggest thing. And I, I, it's rigorous because I made it rigorous. I wanted to make sure that, you know, there's a timeline and there's a specific things you have to do within that timeline. And I want to make sure I hit everything that I want to hit in that timeline. I don't want to miss out on any opportunities. So you were a, a high school and college sprinter. You ran the one and the two, and then you, I think you ran the one at Wisconsin in the offseason a little bit. We know you're fast. What do you think you're going to do at the combine in the 40-yard dash? One of the biggest things is I'm going to train for the 4-3. I know I can go and step Woo. out there and, and run. I'd be moving for a running but, back, but I want to try to push myself to the limit, and I want to try to push for a four three. Four three. So I you like heard it. it. 
Under 4-3 for Jonathan at the Combine. Make sure you tune in on NFL Network. It's going to be in prime time this year, Guaranteed. Hawk. Already. I've known you for 30 seconds, and you're already the best Wisconsin alum I've ever met in my life. So, <laughs> it's not a, a very high bar to hold hurdle that there for you. Right, you know, We're here for Super Bowl week, and the, the NFL season is coming to a close with the biggest game in all the land. For you, what was a running back who played in the NFL that was a role model for you or somebody that you patterned your game after? So I had two running backs that I, I watched growing up. One of them was Adrian Peterson, which was his combination of power and speed. That kind of drove me in the weight room. Mm -hmm. And then as far as on the field play, it was Arian Foster. I mean, for his size, he was so smooth in and out of his cuts. And, you know, I tried to really model my game after those two guys. Yeah, no, I mean, and that makes sense. Now we got a couple of good running backs and running games in the Super Bowl, specifically with the 49ers. Who do you think has the edge going into this week? Well, considering the, the last game that the 49ers had, I think Garoppolo had, was it like eight or nine passes? Yeah, it was, uh, it was He did not have passes. a lot of attempts. That has <laughs> been for eight. definitely one of the conversations down here <laughs> in Miami is, hey, if Garoppolo's got to throw 40 times, can he win with his arm? I'm not doubting if he can win with his arm, but like the question you just asked as far as the running game, I like what I've seen from the 49ers so far. Yeah, like the, the scheme that you guys had at Wisconsin, it was more ground and pound. It was inside zone. You guys ran some outside zone, but power, counter, stutter, those type of things. The concept that you're watching this weekend from the Niners, all outside zone stuff. How do you think your personal skill set would fit into an NFL offense like that that features mostly outside zones? I really think it would really feature me just because, you know, the patience that I run with, you really get, get an opportunity to get the defense running. You get the linebackers running, and then you're able to cut through and put your foot down and shred through the defense. And I think that's one thing that I, I specialize in. Joe told me before we had this interview, he said, I'm not kidding. This is the best kid I've ever met. And that is high praise coming from Joe, even though I feel the complete opposite about him. Well, that's natural. <laughs> You're heading into a draft. Teams are going to be looking, prying, asking a bunch of questions. Let a fan base who's going to draft you know what they're going to get in the running back, Jonathan Taylor. Really, one thing I know that a team is going to get is someone that's consistent. I noticed that, you know, if you look at the next level, the running backs who always do great year in and year out, they show consistency. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing, production. And that's one thing that I want to pride myself on is every single practice, game, rep, no matter what I'm doing, you're going to know what you're going to get out of Jonathan Taylor, consistency. Jonathan, we appreciate you joining us here on the set of the Tomahawk at Radio Row. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We've got the greatest receiver in Alabama history with us, Jerry yeah. Judy. How you doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing good. He's looking at you like you're crazy. Like, yeah, he's yeah, like, oh, you ever heard of a guy named Julio Jones? <laughs> the guy was all right. Uh, speaking of Julio Jones, the big comparison that people are making for you coming out in this year's draft is he's the next Julio Jones. If a team drafts you in the top of this draft, why do you believe that you can be the next Julio Jones for that team? Um, just my mindset, just just because I'm a player that I know how to play in, out, uh, know how to understand offenses, understand defenses, knowing what the defense wants you to do, what not to do. And I feel like I'm that guy that know how to do that. Everything we've heard is that you were an incredibly smart player for the University of Alabama. You forewent your senior season. What went into your thought process in making that decision? Um, I was just talking to my coaches and my family, seeing what's the best decision for me. and. Mm -hmm. That what it was telling me, it, that would be the best decision. And I felt like, I felt like it was too. So I just yeah. took over my senior season. You know, being at the top of the heap, winning as much as Alabama has won, as not much as Nick Saban has won, we get it a lot because we won a lot throughout our career. Yeah, you know, people they want to they want to say things about you that maybe is not true. 
And one of the things that you hear about Nick Saban is, you know, how tough he is or how hard he is on the players and that he pressures guys a lot to come back for their senior seasons, not to leave early. Did you ever feel that Nick Saban was putting pressure on you to come back and play again in your senior season? Or did you feel like he did a great job of giving you the best information available? I feel like he did a great job giving the best information, you know. He, he was telling me just he would like for me to stay back, but at the same time, you got to make a smart decision that helps for you and your family. And he was just telling me what's the, the best advice. Um, so that was really. So you're training in Texas, right? Yes, sir. Are you participating in the combine? Or yes, have you been? You're participating. Yes, sir. Are you running the 40 yard dash? Yes, sir. Ooh, Ooh here we go. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> Tell me what you're going to run at the NFL combine. Uh, I caught a prediction when I'm from the run. I probably like. Four three four oh, or four three four. Yeah, that was my forty time. <laughs> Try to get. Hey, that. me too, guys. <laughs> nah, nah. Yeah, well, you guys think you're buying yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, moving on. Uh, you grew up in what? Fort Lauderdale, just north of Miami. Yes, sir. What's it been like for you experiencing Super Bowl week in your home state and so close to you know where you call home? It's been fun. It's been fun, especially being here where I'm from. Um, so I'm really just enjoying the process, enjoy, mm-hmm. enjoying everything. You know. Uh, it's a one-in-a-lifetime experience, so I'm enjoying every moment of it. You grew up in South Florida. Dolphins fan? Uh, I won't say I was a Dolphin fan, but Who's your really. team? Who's your team growing up? Growing up, I used to like New Orleans Saints, okay. the Saints, okay. just because Reggie Bush, really. The president. Yeah. So like if that. the Saints drafted you, what would that mean to you to be able to go and play for your home or your favorite team growing up? Well, first off, that would mean... They trade up to number one. They trade up to number one overall. And then they draft you at number one. Uh What would that mean to you? Uh, It would mean mean a lot just because they have the confidence in picking me up and they trust me what I could do on and off the field. So uh, it would mean a lot just to be able to play for that organization. Uh, They're a great team. They have Mm -hmm. a great culture. It would be fun. Uh, You know, Super Bowl, 49ers, Chiefs, a lot of great wide receivers in this game. Who is your favorite wide out in this game, and what do you think they're going to do come Sunday? Uh, in this game, there's a lot of good receivers in the game. I like the tight ends in this game. Oh, I Real like good. that. Good answer. Yeah. Which one's your favorite? He's ready for uh, me. Yeah. Who's the top tight end in the league? Uh, oh, you're going to hit me with a hard Kittle one. or Kelsey? This is the debate uh, we've all been having here in Miami all week long. I, I just They both great tight end, great players. Uh, but I, I had to go with Kelsey. Just just how amazing of a route runner he is and mm-hmm. just just what he do with the ball in his hand and how he get open. I, I like stuff like that. Well, Kelsey, incredible player. Jerry Judy, incredible player. Look forward to see you on Sundays. Look forward to see you in the Super Bowl in your career sometime soon. Thanks for joining us here on the Tomahawk Set. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging out with us here at Super Bowl 54 from beautiful Miami, Florida. For more Tomahawk Show, make sure you subscribe and look out for more mind-blowing interviews with star-studded guests and incredible conversations. And as always, Joe Hawk yourself.